Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast, episode 25, recorded September 20th, 2017. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we've been away for a little while, so we're going to do a uh, follow-up to our previous Summer Digest episode that we did a little earlier in the year. Uh, So this is Summer Digest Part 2. As the summer wraps up, so does the summer movie season. And uh, here here are a few more, more highlights, some movies we've seen. And uh, maybe some movies that not necessarily both of us have seen. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get some honorable mentions in. Or dishonorable mentions, as the case or might yeah. be. Uh, let's, uh, let's start off here with the new Steven Soderbergh movie, Logan Lucky. The only guy who knows anything about blowing up real bank vaults is Joe Bang. I am in car, sir, right. Yeah, we got a plan to get you out. So if you are if you are a fan of Soderbergh's films, or, or at least uh, his more recent films, I mean, like, this is not Sex, Lies, and Videotape, Kafka, Schizopolis territory. Um, <laughs> but if you're a fan of the Oceans, the Oceans movies, or probably even Magic Mike, I haven't seen all of Magic Mike, but from what I understand, it was entertaining for a fair amount of people, um, men and women alike. I don't know about the second one, but still. Uh, if you liked any of those movies, you will probably like uh, Logan Lucky. And at one point in the film, they kind of refer to the whole the whole plot of the film as Ocean Seven Eleven, and that isn't that far off of a way to describe it. It is a no, it's 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 not far off at all. Yeah, I mean, for 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 all its A list cast, we, we we've got our our Channing Tatum, our Adam Driver, our Daniel Craig. Uh, Katie Holmes and Hillary Swank, ladies and yes. gentlemen. Hillary, Hillary Swank. Swank and uh, Elvis's granddaughter. Oh. So there's there's there, there's a, a lot of you know top shelf talent in this movie, but overall it it feels much much cheaper than like say Ocean's Eleven. It it doesn't have the 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 style and the cachet, but it's not supposed to. No, there's there's really no reason to do that. I mean, like if this film was like uh, slick isn't quite the right word, but if it had that kind of sheen to it i don't know if it would yeah it, yeah I, I i might have said polish but yeah, yeah polish yeah polish like i don't i don't know if it would work as well but yeah it's still very much a heist movie it is about channing tatum and adam driver are brothers and they decide that they are going to rob a racetrack to you know and they do it in this somewhat ingenious way that i'm not going to totally spoil because i think it's hilarious how they decide to do it it's very. It's a film filled with colorful characters. Um, Adam Driver is missing an arm, and there's some funny things with that, which may or may not be in yeah. good or bad taste, but it's still funny. So I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the movie, but I felt like there was a, a mismatch between the, the scope of it and my expectations, maybe. Mm. Like, I, I wanted more out of it than I, I actually got. It's, it's, it's fine for what it is, but... I, it, it felt like a, a cheaper movie, mm-hmm. like you know, like something that comes out of a Seven Eleven than a you know, classy hotel casino gift shop. Maybe. Yeah. Well, this is a mid-budget film. It's not like it definitely yeah, does not yeah. have the money that Ocean's Eleven had. I mean, partly because like I mean, this doesn't have Brad Pitt, George Clooney, and Matt Damon. You know, expensive people in it per se. Although I imagine these people aren't exactly what I'd call cheap. I mean, having James Bond no, in no. your movie is probably <laughs> not cheap. But you know, at the same time, though, I mean. I feel like I mean I can see what I can see what you're saying that yeah it doesn't feel it does feel cheaper in that sense and I think part of that has to deal with uh, the kind of people we're working with uh, in the in the context of the story but I also agree that there is sort of that in the production but I think that actually works to its strength it really does feel like a mid-range Ocean's Eleven 
I was like earlier before we were recording, I was trying to describe fun with this movie because there are different kinds of fun between the two of them. But I may have had the same amount, if not more, than I did with the at least Ocean's Eleven. Not talking about twelve and thirteen, but <laughs> I don't know. Like the, for me, it really worked. Like I, I understand what you're saying though, but I, I think it's the kind of movie that you could watch on a Sunday afternoon and be very, very pleased with. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I totally get that, um, and I've, I've I've said this to to others who who've asked, but I I want to want to get this out here, mm-hmm. is that if if Ocean's Eleven is a scalpel, yes, Logan Lucky is more like a very slightly rusty steak knife. Mm. See, the thing is, I don't know if that tells me good or bad though. It's not really meant to. It's like it's it's still sharp. You don't want to mishandle it, mm-hmm. but. It, doesn't really serve exactly the same purpose. No. It cuts things, but that's kind of where the similarities End. sort of start to diverge. Okay. I guess that works. Yeah. Well, I think like yeah, that's sort of that's a that's maybe a more a better analogy than Ocean 711, but okay. Okay. Yeah. I can get into that. <laughs> um I also like the fact that this is the second movie we've seen this year that features Kate Catherine Waterston and the song Country Roads by John Denver. Yeah, uh, yeah, and this actually, for for my money, was was the better movie of the uh, two. Agreed, agreed. Um, also, better use of country roads. Um, uh, mostly, yeah. mostly. And I'm not like the biggest fan of that song. I like, I mean, like I put the punk version of it on one of our things once, but <laughs> anyway. So I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was enjoyable. It's a movie that clearly no one rushed out to see, but it's definitely a film I think that's worth watching once it comes out to streaming and DVD. The you're gonna be into it or you're not. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I don't know. I mean, I I had some fun, but mostly felt kind of meh about mm. it. So C plus. Yeah, for me, it's actually kind of a like if it's a pretty solid B film for me. Um, if if Ocean's Eleven is a B plus, a minus kind of movie, like this is this is more of a B film. However, I do think it really excels at what it's trying to be when it's trying to be a more slow deliberate version of that story but at the same time you can't help but compare it to oceans 11 which is to its detriment so yeah yeah it is yeah like this this would have played better in a world in which that movie did not exist yeah and the thing is like even though it's a it, it i was trying to pretend like if this wasn't directed by steven soderbergh would i would i still think of oceans 11 and i probably still would yeah but oh well so. but that's logan lucky or Lucky Logan, as I kept accidentally calling it, but Logan Lucky. Yeah. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. So, moving on. The Hitman's Bodyguard. Came out the same weekend, apparently. Same, same weekend, yeah. yeah. With uh, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. I'm a AAA-rated executive protection agent. And you're the most wanted hitman in the world. My job is to keep you out of harm's way. Gary Oldman's in that movie. Yeah, there we go. Yes, yeah. yes, he is yes. actually. Now that you mention it, I, I he's he, man, Gary Oldman, one of those guys. It's like he, he can be giving just such a great performance, and and you still somehow for, forget that he's there, which yeah. is, I I don't know. It's it's impressive. I I like Gary Oldman, and he was good in this, but. His his character's almost an afterthought. He's 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 sort of like a MacGuffin almost. Oh, he's definitely the film's MacGuffin. I would say like he's 
he's uh, not like he's like the Maltese Falcon, but he is on that caliber. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he like yeah. actually talks and exists. So it's, it's a little bit different yeah. than like say Rosebud or anything, but it, yeah, yeah, he's, I would say he's definitely the film's MacGuffin, but anyway, so we got Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson is going to testify at a, uh, I guess it's a, like a UN kind of, yeah, it's the International Criminal Court or, or yeah, some it, such. Yeah. It's the International Criminal Court. Uh, he is going to go testify against Gary Oldman's character in an International Criminal Criminal Court, and it eventually falls to Ryan Adams to take care of him. And Reynolds. Yeah, so, yeah, Ryan. Shoot. Oh well, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So yeah, Ryan Reynolds uh, has to take care of Samuel Jackson. But the thing is, Samuel Jackson is a very seasoned hitman. So does he really need protection? That's the question. So does does he need protection? And uh, Ryan Reynolds is is his character has has been a bodyguard for a long time. So they've naturally been at odds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 the you know sort of you know opposites playing off each other friction kind of thing. It's like, the 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 setup and the the plot of this movie really isn't anything new or original. It it's all down to the chemistry of the actors delivering the the, the scenes. Absolutely, it's definitely a buddy crime comedy. Um, I don't know if it's like quite in the same vein and say like Forty Eight Hours, but I wouldn't be surprised if people would feel similar feelings about it. But yeah, it's it's not dissimilar at all. Yeah. And and the thing is the two of them are actually really funny together. Like I Yeah, they 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 play off each other very well. Yeah. I mean like not like I didn't expect them to get along considering the things I've seen the both of them in separately like of course it makes sense that these you know one's Deadpool, the other one's like well he's Samuel L Jackson like you know, of course <laughs> of course they were going to get along. It does turn out as well as you think it's going to their their chemistry, their buddy comedy stuff. Uh, my only qualm with the movie is that towards the end there, I was actually getting kind of bored in the action sequences. Now, I will admit that I'm not super into action sequences a lot of times. I blame this on The Matrix and Quentin Tarantino. Um, they have kind of ruined <laughs> most of them for me. I stopped caring after a while. <laughs> not necessarily a film's fault, but I, so that's why I'm putting it out there. But there was... Uh, one final car chase in the movie that I was like, oh, God, just in the movie. Just get to where you're going. Yeah, we, we, we have documented before this 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 sort of thing you, you've got about action going too long, in, in, yeah. in your own opinion. In, in my own for, opinion. Yeah, for, for, for my part, I, I actually enjoyed this movie quite a bit more than than I did Logan Lucky. And I, I didn't ever get bored. I, I thought you know, the, the pacing was, was great. I didn't ever feel like the action drug on too much. There was a lot of, you know, tongue in cheek. There's, there's a, there's a scene where, you know, Ryan Reynolds is, is at a little, uh, little coffee stand outdoors somewhere. And, you know, all the, the mayhem is going on behind him sort of without him. And he's sort of commenting on it as, as it goes. I, I thought that worked pretty well. And that was funny. I liked that chase. Like that was a good yeah. one. Cause that was, that was a car slash boat chase like that, that I, that I found interesting. Um, I thought that was also very funny. The the final one was the one that I was like, okay, now I'm tired of this, guys. Um, I don't really... The movie's like a little... Or it's like it's around two hours, and I don't know if it needs to be that long. But I still laughed. I still had a good time. I was still... I was entertained. And I... Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I need to see these two in a movie again together, necessarily. But what I did see was enjoyable. 
Um, so I guess for me, it's a pretty it's a pretty good C plus. Um, it's not a movie that's offensively bad in any in any way or form. It's just not particularly amazing to me either. It's good for what it is. No, I I I actually I'd give this one about a B because I I really had a much better time. I I had more fun. I I laughed more. And and there's this this weird sort of love guru sort of angle between. Samuel L. Jackson and, and Ryan Reynolds that yeah, I totally was not expecting. And it's, it's, it's this whole other layer and that, that made me laugh. So See, I think I may have laughed more at, at Logan Lucky, um, but they're, 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 it's different comedy um, there. It is. So, but yeah, well, that's the, those are the big two, two ones we wanted to talk about. Um, we did see other movies, of course, over the summer, uh, not that not necessarily both of us saw. We both saw um, Sofia Coppola's *The Beguiled*, which we both thought was actually pretty good. We just weren't quite sure if we could devote ten minutes to talking about it. Yeah, without sort of circling back on ourselves rather quickly. I, I feel like there's more going on there than we've been able to really articulate for ourselves. Yeah, but we both liked it, and if you get a chance to see it, check it out. Yeah, it's 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 worthwhile. It's a it's a an interesting psychological character study. Unlike, say, Valerian, which we also both saw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's a movie. Yeah, that's, it's a movie. That's, that's, it existed. Thing. This, we, this, we, this happened. We both saw it. The, the most remarkable things about it, yeah, the, the, the biggest things about this movie are that it was independently financed. This is not a big studio movie, but it sure looks like one. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And it's this, this property based on these, these French comic books that... Yeah, hadn't really been done much before, but Luc Besson, you know, from movies such as The Fifth Element and La Femme Nikita and uh, Leon the Professional, yeah, um, you know, this 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 was part of his childhood, so he he'd wanted to tackle this for a long time, and I think he made very nearly the movie that he wanted to make. It's just not as good as it probably ought to have been. Yeah, and I'm not exactly sure whose fault it is. No, that's 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 the thing. It's it's not any one thing. It's it's like sort of a death by a thousand paper cuts almost. It's like there yeah. there are little things here and there, and no one or even six of them are really all that bad. But they sort of pile up. Exactly. It's it's a little sad that that you know the guy who made the Fifth Element couldn't quite get this to work all the way. I kind of want him to remake Heavy Metal. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't. I'm not like we need to have another heavy metal movie, but you know, I think he'd be good at it. But yeah. I don't know. The uh, there was one sequence in the film that I did enjoy from a special effects point of view, and that was uh, Rihanna's dance as like a shape shifting alien. I did think that was really coolly rendered. Yeah, yeah, that was that was neat. There was a sort of action chase sequence uh, toward the beginning in a in a in a marketplace. That I, I thought that was that was that was neat. That was really creative in its in its execution and its and its conception. So there there's there are things to like in this movie. I mean I I had fun, but keep your expectations low. Yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so that, that was the two. Uh, those are the two that we both saw that uh, we felt like we could comment on. Uh, I don't know when you saw other things that I, I didn't necessarily yeah, see. What, yeah, uh, what were um, things that you particularly liked? I, I don't know about anything else that really stuck out for me that I I liked much more than than the stuff we've already talked about. I did see Cars Three that we haven't really talked about. It's 
basically Cars 1 in the way that The Force Awakens is A New Hope. Okay. Yeah, I, so I haven't seen Cars 2, so... Yeah. It's, it's better than Cars 2, which was, by all accounts, a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Trademark. Trademark. Um... But yeah, this 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 was better, but that was a low bar to clear after the last one, and it's it's not as good as the first by any stretch. But it was it was it was okay. There's some some nice character moments in it, but I don't know that it needed to be a whole movie. Mm-hmm. So a sequel that I saw that you didn't is um, I saw the second Annabelle movie, um, partly because people in the horror community was like, "Hey, this is better than it should be," and it was better than it should be. That say you know that being said, it's still an evil doll movie and those only get so smart but it was like it was enjoyable i don't know if it earned its r rating but i don't know i had a good time i guess but it wasn't still nothing really worth writing home about (laughs) um when it's when really its best achievement is that it's better than its first movie that isn't really saying a whole lot (laughs) but it's impressive for a sequel but it is impressive for a sequel and if you if it was like friday night and you wanted to get yourself a scare and you found it somewhere on streaming or on TV. Yeah, yeah, give it a watch, I guess. So, something else that I saw and was a bit surprised by was Atomic Blonde. Mm. Uh, Charlize Theron and James McAvoy was a much better film than I was led to believe by the trailers and TV spots and, and what have you. The, the advertising felt rather out of sync to me with, with what the movie was, which is not an uncommon thing. It happens with some frequency. Yeah. But, um, no, there, there's there's uh, an actual pretty decent spy thriller here. There's, you know, like the, the, the intrigue and the, the cloak and dagger and, and spycraft stuff. And it's, it's, it's not, you know, just the over-the-top exploitation stuff like you, you might expect from a an overblown James Bond style movie. Mm-hmm. So this, this, this is sort of to a degree like, you know, a, a female James Bond. I, I hate to call it that. Um, I, I have not read the graphic novel on which it's based. I do kind of wish they'd kept the title cause it's a better title. It's called the coldest city. Oh, that is a cooler title. It's, it's, it's a cooler title for this sort of spy thriller noir film that, that this is. And Atomic Blonde doesn't really mean anything in the context of the story. It's like, okay, so Charlize Theron's character is blonde. So what? Mm-hmm. That's 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 all that really was. It's it's a. So I I thought the original title is is a better title, but it's not as flashy, not as not as catchy. So I I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. This this is still not for everyone, but there were some. Really impressive action sequences, you know, some some fight choreography, you know, long take stuff. It's like there's there's this one towards the end where it's it's all one long take. There there are no cuts. You can you can watch it go. And it's, wow, this this is impressive. So like I said, not for everyone, but much better than I was expecting. Yeah, and I think that's well, that's exactly how I felt about Annabelle. Really, it was <laughs> much better than I expected. Uh, but yeah, so what would you say? I mean, this was a this is a kind of an odd summer. Like, apparently, it was like one of the worst on in, in box office. But what would you say was your favorite film, or or what was the best movie, or or what whatever kind of superlative you want to go with? So I'm I'm a little torn because there there are two really that that stand out to me. Mm. Uh, I actually I really enjoyed Spider Man Homecoming. 
which we 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 talked about at some length previously here on the show it's a really good summer popcorn fun time movie yeah it is it is you you've you've got the the high school kid who happens to be spider-man and there's there's everything about both aspects of that it's 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 all spidey but he's also this awkward teenager yeah and and i liked that yeah 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 so we we won't rehash all that here no but i i like that one a lot so the but the the other one that that we also did here on the show is uh, is Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was like I really like that. May have been my favorite film of the summer. I'm not 100 because I also really like Spider Man, but it may have been my favorite film of the summer. I don't I don't think it's the best movie I saw this summer. I think probably the best movie that came out this summer was Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wouldn't call that like my. I mean, I really liked it. But I wouldn't call it like my favorite movie necessarily, because you know I'm not gonna like sure. I'm not gonna like hey that's hey Dunkirk's on let's uh, let's watch that. <laughs> like, I mean right. it was really well made. I mean like don't get me wrong, but I mean that's the thing I'm gonna have to be a little bit more you know ready for. But you know if I find Spider Man or Baby Driver like going along the channels or a Netflix stream or something, oh hey I'll watch that. So yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of up in the air there, but uh, yeah. So that's that's the summer. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the summer. Um... We'll, uh, we'll give a brief mention here to it, which I have finally seen now. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your take on it is is already up on the up on the blog on the site. So uh, also very very good. Definitely not for everyone. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like and I'm like the Stephen King fan, and even I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to be a, this this isn't even going to be for every Stephen King fan, I think, but. Funny. Yeah, I, I I think you're right there, and you you, you raise some good points in uh, in in your piece, which will be uh, easy easy to find right next to to this podcast. Exactly. So, all right. Well, so uh, yeah, we will be talking to you soon. Yeah, yeah. There there are going to be more movies. Always going to be more movies, and it'll it'll be the the big holiday season before you know it. In fact, it it'll probably be time to buy tickets for Star Wars pretty soon here. Yep. So, get ready. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.